Welcome to the Undivided Women's Podcast. I'm Kristen Price, and I'm your hostess, and I am so glad that you are joining me today. At Undivided Women, we encourage women to go deeper in the Word of God and with each other through Jesus Christ. We help each woman identify how to love God and her people with all her heart by equipping her with the ability to remove distractions so that she can focus and live fully in the here and now. My guest in today's podcast is my friend, Erin Stevens. Erin is the wife to Brock and mom to four. Erin invited me into her home a few months back to lead a small group of her friends in a Paint My Prayers party. And her hospitality and genuineness, it was so magnetic that I knew instantly that she was someone who I wanted to interview for our podcast and also to be friends with. Join me for my conversation with Erin. Well, hey, Erin. I'm so glad that we get to talk today. Yay. Uh, yay. I know. Good afternoon. <laughs> um, I'm so excited because Erin and I, just to give a little backstory, um, we have a lot of mutual connections. And then we have our children go to the same school. And Erin one day asked me to come to her house uh, to do our Paint My Prayers party, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And we just had the best time. I mean, it was just one of those evenings where I felt like, you know, God just connected me to someone else. And since then, we have just become fast friends and have gotten to talk um, back and forth. And I'm just so thrilled that we get to talk today. Um, <laughs> and I'm so delighted um, to have Aaron with us. And so, um, I wanted to start off, Erin, why don't you tell a little bit about yourself and your family and um, let everybody know who you are and what you do. Okay. Um, like um, Kristen said, I'm Erin Stevens. Um, this is a big year for me. I turned 40 this Yay. year. Um, and it is good. It's a good year. There's a lot of freedom that comes with 40. So <laughs> I'm excited to see what this year holds. Awesome. But um I am married to Brock Stevens, and we have four kids. Carter is 15, Reagan is 14, Press is 7, and Shaw is 3. So um, we are very busy, um, pulled in lots of different directions. Three of the four kids play sports. Oh, yeah, so, and this time of the year, too. <laughs> yes, we are um, just kind of all over the place. Um but I work at Covenant Care. It was formerly Covenant Hospice. Um, I have been there this last December, um, March, my 11th year there. Um, I am a nurse. I have a nursing degree, but really I was hired um, by Covenant to work in the hospital for them to talk to families um, who were going home with hospice. And so I, I did that for a little bit and then ended up moving more into the marketing side of things. Yeah, so on which a daily is perfect basis, for you. <laughs> yes, 
I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so basically, I am in and out of doctor's offices and nursing homes, um, assisted living, talking to families, to physicians, to nurses, um, making sure that they know the benefits of hospice for them and their families. Yeah. So we have a, a pretty full, pretty full plate. Yes. <laughs> I remember one of my very first jobs I worked um, with the American Cancer Society and I was kind of like you I would go into hospitals and share with them about our services and what I loved was I got to have this you know kind of this area these counties that I served and while each of them were different it's like the people in each of the areas made it so unique and so special and like you really form these great like bonds and relationships with um, the people that you're interacting with and that kind of work. And I know you've probably seen that too with your own, you know, travels and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. I love it. I'm able to, I have a territory, but like you said, there's certain offices have certain personalities and really lately I've just felt like God was just laid on my heart that, you know, our job here is for other people to see Jesus in mm -hmm. you and that is how that's how the kingdom is furthered and you know we're all we're all imperfect people but we all really have a purpose here and um some days when I struggle with work I really feel like I have to remind myself that you know I am able to make relationships and and really hopefully be a bright spot in somebody's Definitely. day so um that kind of keeps me going when when work is hard or overwhelming or having an emotional yeah, day. Yeah, and like working with the elderly, I think that is such a um, a passion and something that really takes someone with that gift to be able to talk to um, the elderly and and their families. I'm sure it's a difficult time when they're going into that hospice state of mind and. Can you kind of share, um, you know, what kind of led you to that and how maybe have you used um, God's faithfulness to your family and, and just that passion for helping the elderly? I mean, doing that for 11 years, I know you just are really passionate about getting to help people. So. Oh, yeah. Um, it's funny. After you, it's like this with anybody and anything, you know, Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and when you can stand back and you say, oh my goodness, God had a hand in putting me where I am, and you, you can see some of those puzzle pieces fit together, I think that's such a testament to his faithfulness, but um, really, I, I have always had a love for the elderly, and I think it's because I was raised with all four grandparents um, living really close, such a we gift. never really had a lot of babysitters, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it is, it is. Um, I was raised just right there with um, two grandmothers and two granddaddies who were very involved with us, and we would stay with them and um, saw them all the time. So I think that's where my love for the elderly started. Um, and then after um, I graduated from Auburn with my nursing degree and really wanted had some other desires in nursing, and those didn't pan out. Um, but that my, my college boyfriend was diagnosed with cancer um, right after we both graduated from Auburn. 
and um, he died 15 months after his initial diagnosis Mm -hmm. and really walking with him and his family through that process um, opened my eyes and I know that the Lord just had a hand in kind of preparing me for my career. Um, We didn't have hospice with him, but I saw when I got into hospice, you know, how, how things could have been different. Everybody's situation is different, but I, um, I really felt like after he died, the Lord was just kind of preparing me to start a new area in my career. And, um, I guess he had probably, he had probably been gone about a year before I started with covenant. Um, and after I, got into the position with them. I just felt like I knew that God was using that job to heal me as well as to minister to other people because I had had walked in the same shoes that some of these families were in and finding themselves in situations that they just never expected to be right. in. So um, I really feel like it was twofold for mm-hmm. me because it really healed my heart and allowed me to grieve um, while at the same time I feel like I was able to to kind of minister to some people who were just in, in probably what we would consider one of the worst situations in life. Yeah. What does that look like? I mean, I, I just, you went through something so, I mean, so young, you know, to, to walk through that. And um, how, how do you even keep going sometimes, you know, and, and what does that ministering look like? I mean, that's, that's probably a hug and it's a smile, isn't it? And, and just saying, Hey, I'm here with you. Right. Um, it was definitely, we were both in our mid to late twenties, um, when he was diagnosed and then, um, he passed so quickly. Um, really for me, it was like, I felt like my life was starting over Mm -hmm. because I was never much of a dater. Um, I, you know, like most girls, you know, you have your life Mm -hmm. planned out. I'm going to have all my kids by 30 Mm -hmm. and you know, it was good. I had that situation all planned out in my head. Um, and then as life unfolded, um, you know, you, I think that was where my faith really took off. I was baptized at nine. I was raised in a a Christian home, but really I never had to depend on my faith probably until, until Cole died because, um, you know, I mean, it was just, I was young and really hadn't had a lot of life experience, but it was like when that, when he was diagnosed and we began to pray for his healing and, um, and, and, you know, God didn't heal him the way that I had asked for him to. Um, really, I had have such good family support and I had a wonderful church. I had such good, faithful friends who let me be mad at God. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they let me explore all of those feelings. But they were also the ones that were my biggest cheerleaders as, as my life just went on. And, um and they saw me through some really hard times, but also got to experience some joy with me as yes. well as the years yeah. passed. So um, I think really being attuned to going through something like that, you become attuned to the emotions that others feel when they are in that same position, mm-hmm. um, you know, when they're dealing with things that you've dealt with before. So I really felt like that um, I could I could handle 
hard situations with a grace and the gentleness that God had just given me as I had walked through um, through that uh, that that situation in my mm-hmm. own life. Mm-hmm. Goodness, thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Oh, I know that's, um, you know, and God writes our stories and, you know, things happen that we don't always expect. And and I think sometimes we as women, you know, it's like, how do we handle the unexpected and what do we do with our own expectations, you know? And and um, I know recently you sent me a sermon. We listened to it. Um, it was Stephen Furtick's um, sermon and we can attach that uh, to this podcast, but it was all about expectations. And so what did you really identify with that? And, you know, like, why do you think women, why do we struggle so much when things happen different than we originally had planned? (laughs) Um, You know, I I, I think that, I mean, I I guess this almost sounds like a pat answer for everything now but I feel like social media has such for me at least I I guess I can only speak for myself but I think that we really lay some expectations out there for ourselves that we don't even realize we're laying Mm -hmm. out there because we do spend so much time um, on social media and really now as I'm talking I think about you know it just makes me think about our kids that are seeing this experiencing social media before they're even teenagers. Right. So they are experiencing something that we struggle with. As adults, yeah. (laughs) As adults. So, um, you know, I don't, I think maybe for me and and probably for most people our age, you know, we heard stories, we read storybooks, you know, soap operas were always oh yeah during the summer (laughs) I mean you know you have a lot of probably a lot of influences that we don't realize were influences on us um and I think that I don't think that expectations are bad because I mean we know that the word says without a vision people perish Mm -hmm. so I mean Mm -hmm. you gotta have something right right but um I think that sometimes we lay some expectations in places that we shouldn't lay them. So maybe it's not so much that expectations are not good, but where we're placing them is not always correct. And I'm really learning that like yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) like this week, because I do, I think we all struggle with expectations, but like you said, um, that's kind of, I feel like that's just the theme and season of my life right now is, um, it's where have I placed expectations and why have I, um, how am I acting when those expectations are not met? There's got to be a better way and really trying to navigate what that looks like for me. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that's where God has just laid on my heart like, you know, Aaron, expectations are not bad, but I think you, I know personally, I've laid a lot of expectations in the wrong places. I've laid them on, um, my family, my friends, Mm -hmm. I've laid them on my work. I've laid them on my kids. Places that, you know, really those people and places and situations are not meant to make us happy. Right, right. There's going to be disappointments and we can't put everything in someone else, you know. I have learned that with Molly, I mean, in our marriage. You know, (laughs) because you have all these expectations for how things are going to go and it's like, there's going to be ups and downs. And 
Um, I totally agree with you. I feel like, you know, sometimes if I'll get on social media or I'll just see what's going on with other people, especially in the early years of our marriage, like, you know, we're like y'all, we've been married for, I think almost 11, 12 years. That's crazy. (laughs) But, um, like years like seven and stuff, like we're really tough because it's like, you are starting on this path, but you're still not quite there yet, you know? And it's like things happen not all at once, too. And it's like sometimes I just want to hurry up and have everything. And it's like, no, 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 Kristen, like this, there are seasons for things. And this is what you can handle in this season. And this is how I'm going to grow you in this season to prepare you for the next one, too, you know? And I want it all right now, you know, because I've got this big. Right, yeah. (laughs) I know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, and and I think he gives us those hints, too. You know, it says in Psalms, like, you know, give me the desires of my heart. And it's like God puts some desires inside of us, you know, but then other desires are self-made. And other desires are sinful, too, you know? And it's like, how do you, like you said, what works for me? And how do we sift through those things to clearly see God and His direction for us? And, and just to be content with where we are today, you know? And, oh, that's, that's <laughs> tough. <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> that's where I think social media is not our friend because you don't, it's if you're young, you're if you're young married, you're looking at all these, um, all your friends getting started out. What the, what do their weddings look like? What kind of flowers do they have? Right. What kind of dresses do they have? How many bridesmaids do they have? And then you move on into, um, you know, oh, what does our house look mm-hmm. like? Do we, you know, do we have that boat? Do we have a golf cart? Do we have all those right. like, you know, some of those little extra things that you get? And then you look at the kids and. You know, then your kids get a little bit older and you're seeing other people's kids reading and yours is over mm-hmm. here, you know, not there Right, yet. right. And um, what kind of birthday party did they have? What kind of clothes did they have on? What, you know, it <laughs> All can the just get mm-hmm. so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I think, and even though we know it's all a highlight reel, and we're all—it's always a highlight reel, whether your your intentions are to try to cover something up or not. That really is all we're going to post. With you know whatever we're we're posting about, we're never going to post um, some of those things that we don't want people to sure. know. I mean, those are the things that we hold close. Yeah. So, um, and I think we all strive. I know for myself, as I have gotten older, you really strive for people and friends who are yes and I spent a long time wanting things to look a certain way and realizing that I really just like people who are Mm -hmm. real and I just really want to be real and there's a lot of freedom that comes with just kind of being who you are and and letting your life look the way it really does. Exactly. Yeah. Let them see the real picture. (laughs) Yes. And and that's a great, okay, I want to kind of lead in um, because you have a great group of friends and I got to meet some of them (laughs) Um, when we did my prayers. And I know that was just a small group 
But tell me, like, who you kind of gathered together. Because what I loved being kind of an outsider coming in, number one, y'all made me feel, like, completely welcome. And your house was so stinking cute. Like, <laughs> like I just kept looking around because you're so creative and how you, like, put things together. And, and we had all this food. Everybody brought stuff. And then what I loved the most was, you know, kind of getting this as we walked through the beginning part of Paint My Prayers where we – you know, kind of did more of the um, discussion just to see where people were at. Some people were in similar places, but y'all each kind of had your own thing. But, and that's kind of what your paintings, like they were all different because your prayers were all different, but y'all had that openness and you had that trust with one another to share and to be real. And I think that was so refreshing that night. You like, I mean, it just is amazing to me <laughs> to see y'all. Oh, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, my friends are really like, they're the best. Mm. I mean, they are the best and they are probably my most, um, my most valued possession. <laughs> if, if I could call my possession. Um, but that is, that was a good group. Um, as I go back and think, I mean, just my best friend, friends from childhood, friends from school, um, friends that I, friendships that I had developed through work, um, working at Covenant, working at, um, I worked with Health South several years ago, um, down the street, neighbors, um, and, and I appreciate the compliment because, like I said, I guess, um, I guess as I'm 40, I feel like as I'm getting older, <laughs> um, I, I really feel like that one of the best things that can be said about you is the way that you make people feel. Mm. And I really have not always that, but I really would like the last half of my life to look better in that area. And, you know, I love, love, love having people yeah. in my house. I love it. Um, and, and one of my, uh, a memory, came in and I noticed she took her shoes off and it just dawned on me like she probably didn't think a thing about that but I was like oh my gosh that means that she feels good here mm -hmm. that means that she feels comfortable and to me mm -hmm. that was that was a, a higher compliment exactly. than that anybody could say but was the fact that I could look at That's her right. and know she was <laughs> at ease in my house um so um but we are, I think we, we all find ourselves in, um, in different seasons of life. And, and I loved all the paintings and I think it brought out maybe, um, mm -hmm. a little bit of a creative spark in all of us that we didn't realize we had. And it you had so such fun. cool stuff. I mean, you know, when, when we talk about <laughs> painting at my house, it's like Q-tips and paint by number. Water, water, you had your box. watercolor you had your stuff, box. and it was pretty. Um, it wow, was, you it was pretty spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> well, you saw that. Like, we never opened that. Like, I bought that thinking, oh, I'm oh, going to do I'm this with my way. boys. Yeah. But then I'm thinking, I don't want to do yes, this, y'all. Yes. You're going to mess everything up. I'm not taking this out. So, um, but it was, it was great fun. And I loved the exercise at the beginning that really just challenged you to kind of um, examine your heart and um, the fact that mm -hmm. it was kind of a quiet time. I loved the environment that you were able to, to create 
with mm-hmm. our praise and worship music and it was quiet and it really just opened up a time that we were able to let God just mm-hmm. kind of the Holy Spirit just speak to our hearts and and um put those answers down and um I know and, and go from there it was a lot easier <laughs> than I thought it was gonna well, be and it I was think not you, hard you know, at all with us all you know being Women, you know, it was, I think, a Thursday. So, you know, we're in the middle of the week, and we were, you know, all coming from work. I think some people came from working out. Some people got babysitters, you know, for their kids so they could have a girls' night. And I think that time for all of us, like, that had been a really hard day for me, just in general. And so even just getting a break from that hardness and getting to come in, and like you said, the worship music and stuff, I think we all just got to take a breath there for a second you know and it's like I can't exhale because we're all so busy you know and and it's tough to find that balance you know sometimes between work and kids and your own personal development and taking care of yourself and and I think sometimes nights like that are just needed you know um but Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was just kind of a revelation, um, I think, for all it was of us. Fine. I was, thank you again. <laughs> yeah, we loved it. I, I would um, do it again. Okay, so let's kind of wrap up and just, you know, what, what, is there anything else that you kind of just want to share today? Or, you know, what, what are some things that you do to kind of help yourself, um, you know, just, Keep your eyes fixed on on God, because that was kind of part of your painting that right, that night, right? Too was to keep your eyes on Him. So, how yeah. do you do that? Like, and what kind of tips yeah. can you share? Well, I just felt like as we were going through that little worksheet, like I really felt like I could hear the Holy Spirit say, mm-hmm. "You know, Aaron, where are your eyes?" And if I'm honest, you know, sometimes my eyes are on flaws of other people they are on my shortcomings they are on things that I look at other people that they're doing and are experiencing and I haven't gotten I haven't been able to do that yet or maybe I haven't experienced that yet and I mean Mm -hmm. that was that's such a distraction because you (laughs) have your eyes everywhere else and they're not on the Lord it's just so self-defeating. I mean, it, it is, it, it's totally self-defeating. And so I really, since that night, I've really tried to mm. be more intentional about being thankful. And that's something about that the people things hear, that, but you know, like really um, maybe not. That, and I'm not good at it always. Like it makes such a difference. It really does. Mm-hmm. It really does. Um, I bought a journal just to keep by my bed. Um, now, mind you, I bought it a month ago with great, these great intentions. I have hey. one, I've, I've written it one time. But, um, but it was, I just want to keep it there. So for the times that I do, what are the things that I think about? And, you know, and it's not even the things that I'm thankful for, n- not even big things. Like the fact that, you know what? Hey, amen. everybody <laughs> slept through the night last night. Um, nobody wow. had to go to the pediatrician today. Um, you know, my boys were able to mm-hmm. get a bath without fighting. Um, you know, my older children were able to um, relate to me or, or told me something that I felt like maybe 
made me feel like they trusted me or, you know, just like those little things or, you know what? My husband was like, Hey, right. Not cooking right. tonight. We're going to Subway, <laughs> you know, something that's things right. that are just small. We can be thankful for all of that stuff. Um, but I really have tried to be more thankful and, you know, I, I think that a lot of times it just comes with unplugging. And I know that you mm-hmm. spent some time last summer unplugging from social media and the thought ran across my mind last night that uh, that may be yeah. something that I need to do for myself it, it this summer you. because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel the time just slipping away. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and we spend so much time on it. Um, and you know, it's like, Oh, I'll do it while I'll do it while they're asleep or I'll do it. I'll do it while they're right. not paying attention, but you know, they're always paying attention. They're always paying attention. So, um, I think maybe unplugging, um, taking my mm-hmm. phone and just leaving it inside and working outside. You can I tell love, it's love pretty splendid. Yard. <laughs> Your um, yard. <laughs> well, we, we, we are outside people. So, um, I love to do that. I love to, um, Mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of sermons. I'm in the car a lot. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, even when I'm outside, sometimes yeah. I'll just put um, a sermon on yeah. and listen to it while I'm piddling in the yard. Um, and then too, just having some, some time with friends. Mm-hmm. And that's probably mm-hmm. harder for me to schedule than anything that's else right. because everybody's yeah. schedules are so packed, but you do need that. You do need some time with some other people. Mm-hmm. Um and then just some quiet time, my mm-hmm. word. And that's probably the hardest to find is just yeah, absolute. <laughs> and then when we and get quiet. it, we're like, so, like if my kids are ever away, I'm like, it's too quiet around here. <laughs> I know. I, um, our boys spent the night away a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking, oh my God, I, I have so many things to do. I feel so overwhelmed. I don't even know where to start. It's like, oh my goodness, you were just wishing for two hours of silence and now you're just I like know. so overwhelmed that you, have so many things to do. you don't even know where to start I love it goodness well Erin yeah. thank you thank you thank you so much for talking to me today I appreciate it oh and you. I just um I love just your story and thank you for being real and just sharing a little bit of yourself with others and um I just I think that's awesome and I encourage you to you know just to keep doing those things that you're doing and and you've even inspired me to maybe write my journal a little bit more or take a break (laughs) so um (laughs) yes okay well I'll talk to you soon okay 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 thanks Kristen Taking time to unplug from social media is vital to a life well lived. If you are curious about what it's like to unplug, I encourage you to read why I'm taking a summer sabbatical from social media and what my social media sabbatical taught me. These were two posts that I wrote last summer and it really transformed my life and I'll have these posts in the show notes and also online so be sure to check those out. Also, if you're interested in hosting a Paint My Prayers with Your Friends Women's Ministry or Book Club, I'd love to meet up with you. During Paint My Prayers, you will be guided on identifying the prayers of your heart and be led in how to paint these prayers. 
I'm looking forward to our next online Bible study, which will start this summer on Monday, June the 3rd, and it will be my book, Invited. It's offered as an audiobook, paperback, or digital book, and it also has supplemental material and video guides to help you dig deeper with friends. This book makes a great Mother's Day gift, and I'm really excited to share that I'm offering a free Grace Wood Block to anyone who purchases Invited this week while supplies left. I don't have many left, and so get it while it's hot. <laughs> um, if you also have a book club or a small group, I would love to join you one night as your guest over the summer and teach your friends some of my favorite party planning tips. Hint, I might even bring some cake <laughs> and also share how we are made for connection, not perfection. To get a date scheduled, uh, fill out my contact form for Invited or Paint My Prayers. And this contact form can be found online at kristenprice.com contact. Or you can direct message me on Facebook or Instagram at Kristen Price Studio or at Undivided Women. I also want to share that this Friday night, we will have um, our next gathering at Covenant United Methodist Church. It begins at 6 p.m. and we'll meet in the gym for a powerful time of worship. I'll be interviewing my sweet friend Megan Cosby, who will share her story of loss and hope while she went through the tragedy of the passing of her second daughter, LSAN. After the event, I encourage you to stick around and let's chat and we can eat our way through the nacho bar. It's going to be a lot of fun and I hope you can join me. Finally, I want to share that I've got one more announcement that is big and fun and it's coming up next week on my blog. Y'all, God is moving not only in our family, but also in the hearts of others. And I can't wait to tell you more about the quiet work that's been happening behind the scenes and we're finally ready to share it. So stay tuned for more news next Tuesday. Thank you again for listening to this episode of Undivided Women's Podcast. To follow along with Undivided Women, we encourage you to subscribe to our newsletters to receive our free online Bible studies, and you can find those at undividedwomen.com. You can also connect with us online uh, through Instagram and Facebook at Undivided Women. to leave you today with this quote by Anne Lamott. Almost everything will work again if you unplug it for a few minutes, including you. Celebrating you, Kristen.